Uh, there, there obviously is a lot going on, and it has been going on for quite a while. I think for some of us who have actually been observing the the the, the the reality of attacks on foreign nationals, but the general problematic attitude of xenophobia that has found expression in public as well as in private spaces has indicated that we have to come to a realization and an acknowledgement that the social compact that finds expression in our laws no longer gels with the general public. The reality of the matter is that the downward economic trends that our country has experienced has highlighted the false lines on unemployment, on crime, and so on. And, uh, of course, part of these uh, uh, false lines have been magnified by failures on the part of government, but at the same time, um, issues that have got very little to do with our particular government or the ruling party's performance. Um, yes, there are genuine concerns about how the law has not been enforced or observed by those who continue to employ foreign nationals who are illegal. But at the same time, there is a lot of scapegoating as well, whereby um, the notion that um, addressing the issue of for illegal foreign nationals in employment spaces and other public spaces will solve our problems. So there is a lot of complexity. However, we have to lament the simplicity with, with, with which uh, some have actually sought to define solutions or even their diagnosis on where the problems lie. At the dawn of South Africa's democracy, the country continued to accommodate an influx of immigrants from the continent and from South Asian countries like Pakistan and India. Historically speaking, at what point did the cracks begin to show between locals and foreign nationals? I think we must, we must actually try to be solutions-oriented in our definitions, Elvis. Because whenever we're talking about um, uh, South Africa allowed foreign nationals from here and everywhere else, the reality of the matter is that the world we live in saw a lot of human movement for a variety of reasons, for economic opportunities, for political um, uh, problems and issues. So we, we, the, the uniqueness, I understand that we stay in South Africa, we're largely talking to a South African audience, but this South Africa is part of a global world where the tendencies on movement, the tendencies on employment, the tendencies on economic fortunes are very much aligned or very much uh, impactful on us. I think the reality of the matter, as you rightly pointed out in the early 90s, is when we saw a lot of human movement for employment and so forth, as I've indicated. Um, Right from the beginning, there were, already, there were concerns that the legal framework that South Africa uh, had uh, spoke very much of a very hopeful um, uh, uh, value system that said that all human beings must be in a position to be extended the rights guaranteed in the Constitution. And this is a very positive thing. But the reality of the matter is that in order to pursue what that legislative framework sought to do, we would have needed... Uh, leadership would have needed, um, would have needed uh, the resolve expressed in our laws, uh, needed resources, it needed expertise, but more important, it needed time because the laws we sought to, to portray in the management of migration and human movement uh, generally uh, is the one that actually said that um, uh, South Africa will continue to be on, uh, on an upward uh, trajectory because of one seminal event, Elvis, democracy. When we adopted democracy, we, we, we we said that this government will be in a position in a democratic way to be responsive to the needs of South Africans and the voices and their agency. The moment that did not work well, many of 
are well-intentioned uh, laws and policies uh, were bound to fail. And in one area in which it failed was in the management of migration. As the current tensions between foreign nationals and groups that are anti undocumented foreigners, there's, there's an indictment perhaps on government's failure to address these issues faced by ordinary people on the street. Is that your sense or what can be done? What should leadership focus on uh, to perhaps look at the alleged xenophobia in South Africa that has a unique char- uh, uh, characteristic of being black on black violence? Well, the reality of the matter, uh, looking at it, we could take lessons from the rest of the continent. I think many of our countries, if not most countries, do have a xenophobic tendency. It is very rare that you have a, a population, uh, which is in this case where we are discussing South Africa, that is more transparent and where there, there is a multiplicity of public information and openness about some of our challenges and events and, 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 and how, how, how the population generally responds to these issues. We have to acknowledge there are those of us, like everywhere else on the continent and beyond, that are xenophobic, and we express this in public and at times cleverly in private. The relief of the matter is that for government to be able to be seen and to actually be impactful in their response to these challenges of social unrest that are caused by people that, in many instances, rightly call upon the enforcement of the existing laws. Laws cannot be ignored, regardless of whether it's South Africans, whether it's foreigners, or for that matter, even foreign national. What does that law say? It says the supreme law of the land. Mm. All those that are found in this piece of land, which is South Africa, are guaranteed certain rights. And that is what government must start off with. But it doesn't need to stop there. It needs to say that in order for qualification for people to do work, what does the law say? That also needs to be to be to be enforced. Now you ask this direct question: What can government do in order to respond to this particular uh, crisis point? The reality of the matter is that we need to see government look at this beyond just a, 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 a in political terms and beyond legal terms, because the reality of the matter is that as the July unrest showed us, there is a bit of social distance between government and the broader population, which means that the ease with which government refers to laws and institutions as, as, as the right respondents no longer washes with the general population. So it is important for government to acknowledge that there is something broken in its own institutions. There is a, a crisis of legitimacy and credibility of those institutions and laws when it comes to uh, trust by the, 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 the populace or, or those that are directly affected by the situation. And I think more than anything else, Elvis, to summarize, I think government must come to a realization that when, when, when in the past we talked of many uh, 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 nations within this country of ours called South Africa, the time now has come to actually say that the distinctions are not only racial, but they are also social and economic. And what we as the commentariat might find is uh, in the comfort uh, of, our, of our laws and the intentions of the Constitution, there are some South Africans sizable, mm. most impacted upon by the non-observation of the immigration laws and the selective application of those laws when it comes to what they consider, what they raise as unfavorable yes. uh, 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 considerations when it comes to foreign nationals and issues of employment. I think-